Welcome in to Zero to 60 on the Believe Network. I am your host, Matt McChesney. The afternoon show rolls. Uh, we've got a big show this afternoon. We're going to be talking about Colorado Buffaloes and all Colorado Buffaloes this afternoon. A lot of folks out there got some questions, and hopefully I can answer them. Um, you know, there's a lot to discuss, to say the least, with CU sitting at four and five and still uh, having bowl eligibility in front of them with the 23rd-ranked Arizona Wildcats coming into Folsom on Saturday after beating back-to-back ranked teams and almost beating SC. Arizona's pretty tough, so we'll dive into all of that. Uh, but remember, everything that we do here is brought to you by our good friends at uh, Bet Online. So check it out on the bottom ticker there. Uh, Bet Online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are on full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. <clears throat> Head to Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, for 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, Bet Online is where the game starts, uh, and they are the title sponsor for Zero to 60 on the Bleed Network, and we are rolling. Make sure you check out 60equipment.com right there. All right. That'll hook you up with a body bag. Uh, the body bags are flying off the shelf. The Broncos just bought a couple. Uh, the Buffs, even the Huskers bought some. Uh, Purdue and Michigan State and the Lions, and they're going everywhere. So, uh, check it out, sixerequipment.com. And all Buffalo fans, if you would like to uh, support a buff, make sure you type in the promo code WASHINGTON78 and uh, Savion Washington, the big right tackle, will get 10% of every bag that he sells and help the young man through the NIL collective. All right, so we roll here on zero to 60. Like I said, I'm your host, Matt McChesney. Remember to uh, follow all of the different platforms on social media at Six Zero Academy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and then follow my co-host uh, at Bree Maestas at Bree Maestas 303. All right, we roll. Um, first off, Arizona's pretty good. They're really tough. They are what I want CU to be eventually. Not just a step back and hero ball for 50 times a game, but actually have the ability to line up and assault another human being at the line of scrimmage and get five yards and consistently do it over and over and over and over again. And that's what they are going to do to us. They're going to walk into Folsom and try and absolutely dominate us at the point of attack, both on the offense and the defensive lines. They're big. They're physical. They beat the absolute dog shit out of SC up front. Caleb Williams was just better that day. They Then they turned around and beat the absolute dog shit out of Oregon State at home a team that just beat the dog shit out of us for three quarters. And then they turned around and molly UCLA, a team that absolutely physically dominated us. So with them being 23rd ranked and walking into Folsom on Saturday at noon, I would expect the national media and the, the betting lines to be 10 points, seven points. Like I, I don't think that CU is favored and I don't know because I'm not betting on it and I don't really give a shit, but I – I will say that the Colorado Buffaloes have an identity crisis. They've got extremely good skill players, but their scheme does not fit their big guys. And I understand that it's, you know, players got to go play and you got to win one-on-one battles and cover people up. And But I'm talking about pure scheme. I'm talking about the fact that I don't see 
Shador Sanders moving the pocket. I don't see a fullback on the field, multiple tight ends, and 11, 12, well, excuse me, and 12 or 13 personnel or 22 or 23. I mean, I don't really care if they know what we're doing in college or the NFL. I mean, Coach Prime's coming out and saw the whole Michigan scandal and stealing signs. I don't really care. You still have to stop it. As you play, you figure out what they're doing and what their calls are anyway. So I don't really think that's that big of a deal. The inability to change the plan is my problem. And I wouldn't even say problem because, God forbid, I say anything that pisses anybody off up there. Uh, and get blackballed. You know, every, everybody's got an ego. So if I consider myself pretty professional at this, and I, I I consider myself an expert at what I do, and I'm not the only one. So the fact that I get as much blowback as I do, and the cold shoulder, which is amazing to me, certain coaches that are really, really confident in themselves that never waver in picking up the phone and always have hard conversations. And then there's certain coaches who, if you criticize them too much, they get mad. <laughs> like, how mad do you want to get, dog? You really think I'd give a fuck if you're mad? The one consistent with the University of Colorado since I stopped playing in the NFL and opened 6-0 is me. Period. I'm there all the time through every coach. I'm helping every single staff try and identify quality players. I try and push everybody there. I try and get my guys to stay. I've rallied around the fact that, like, interview me for the offensive or defensive line job so I can help bring in all these players around the country that are uh, starting at all these different places that should be in Boulder. Uh, and I'm not saying all of them would follow me, but a lot of them would come. I mean, the 6-0 Army's fucking deep, and apparently people can't see that. So, again, I think one of the biggest problems up there is guys who will just want to keep their jobs. Like if you just latched on to Coach Prime's ship just to keep your job, you'll lose it. If I'm offending you today, that sucks. I could give a shit. I don't care. It means nothing to me. I'm tired of, like, walking on eggshells and acting like there isn't an issue. I'm sick of it. And I'm going to double down because I've got the head coach, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, DMing me after the UCLA game, telling me, you know, like, thank you for your honesty. We're going to get all this fixed. And I believe him. Last week, they played way harder. Now, they didn't play any better. The offensive line was getting mollywopped the entire game. I didn't see a lot of scheme change, but I did see them move the pocket a couple times. They tried to run the ball. I don't know how you run the ball out of shotgun and 11 personnel consistently. We're not in the MAC. So, I, I again change is necessary. I'm I'm eager to go up there on Saturday. My son Nicholas is going on his last recruiting trip for the for the year up to Boulder. Um, a bunch of dungeon families up there again. You know, Ochoa and Big Lincoln Fahapoli Jr. and Nick McChesney and a, you know just a variety of other good football players. Um, you know it. I'm eager to see who is going to look me in the eye up there and shake my hand and who's going to look at the floor and walk by me and be mad that I criticize my alma mater. <sighs> this world of feelings and emotions and all this soft fucking bullshit that people have to put up with these days, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that I have to fucking sit around and act like my emotion and passion for this somehow offends the soft, so I have to change. Or I, I have to change the way I do things and the way I feel about things 
because it offends some fuck who doesn't even care, who's just some casual, laissez-faire fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. This is the only thing I really give a shit about in all of sports. Everything else is pure entertainment. This is family. Real family. I think they need to sing the fight song. I think they need to learn how to sing it. I've been saying this since day one. You want some pride in your university and some pride in that room? Let me come up there and show you how we, the players, the pride and tradition of the Colorado Buffaloes, that's what we are, the pride and tradition, will not be entrusted to the timid of the week. So if you're timid or weak in that room, you got to go. It's not personal. It's business. This is family. Family business. I understand I'm rough around the edges. I understand that I rub people the wrong way who don't get it. I don't give a shit. I've tried my whole life to conform and like fit into the fucking norm and put a square peg in a round hole. And that shit don't work for me. The corporate world don't work for me. Altitude Sports Radio told me I was a fill-in guy after four years of doing damn near every day. I told them I'm not interested. I don't, I'm, if you, I'm either all in or all out. That's the way this operates. People want me to go consult at CU. What do you want me to consult? Just stand there and agree? I'm not a go-along guy. I'm not a get-along guy. I'm not. I'm going to talk about everything. I'm going to try and challenge everything just to see if you actually know what the fuck you're talking about, number one, to see if I know what I'm talking about, number two, and to see if we can actually fix the problem rather than just linger on the same fucking stupid problem over and over and over and over and over again every single fucking day. So I'm not just trying to bitch this morning, but there are solutions to big problems. There are solutions to the personnel problem. I've got tons of them. They're in the transfer portal. There are solutions to the developmental problem and lack of depth. They're in the room. You got to recruit them. You got to bring them in and develop them, not just expect them to step on the field and ball. I love my university more than anything. I'm thankful for my time there. There's nothing I want more than to see it be successful. And they have been. They've had a great year, all things considered. The Big 12 move is awesome. I, I think that it will really benefit CU because, let's be real, it's a much easier conference. And going to Texas is going to benefit Colorado immensely. Um, But when you look at a team like Arizona that was winless like two or three years ago, a team that CU beat in Folsom 34 to nothing the last time they were here, you know, it – now they're ranked and they're building and, you know, they are tough as nails at the point of attack and they're moving into the Big 12 as well with this with a Big 12 mentality of beating you the fuck up. Now, the Big 12 is not what it used to be. It's more of a, of a spread league now, but still the teams in it that are really good hang their hat on physicality, i.e. Texas and Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. You know, congratulations to Oklahoma State for winning the last Bedlam. Uh, shame on Oklahoma for not playing Bedlam anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunately that's part of the business of college football. As we move into this game here on Saturday, of course, I want to see a win, but I just want to see them put four quarters together. Like the, the comeback Shador that pulled out on national TV against Oregon State again. That was impressive. 
but the coaching mistake at the end of the first half cost them the game. That's why they lost. Not running the ball three times and just running out the clock and running into halftime seven to three. Defense balling. And that's look, that's one thing. Coach Kelly and his defense the last couple of weeks, they've looked like they figured it out. Moving Woods to linebacker, Shiloh being, you know, headache gang. I love that kid. He plays so hard. Uh, Cooper Jr., you know, Travis Hunter playing really well. <clears throat> the defensive line getting some pressure. The interior defensive line needs to pick that shit up. And again, I'm not trying to criticize you, young man. I just played three technique there, and I know what it is, and I know what the expectations are, and I need the three techniques to take an inside move and hit the quarterback in the fucking teeth every now and then and make the pocket hard to step up into because right now they got all the time in the day. DJ Alphabet out there was running around like he had no problems last week, and it just it drives me crazy. So the three technique needs to be a disruptive force and right now they are just being disrupted as they're double teamed and, and mauled. And again, really, really sorry for saying anything that offended someone. God forbid I do that. Um, you know, I, I think the defense has a real chance to play really well. I think this is going to be an ugly game. And, you know, it's going to come down full circle to the trench, offensive and defensive line. Can the offensive line put together – Four quarters of relatively consistent protection and consistent double teams and climbs and calls. Does Wells really know what he's doing at center? Are we actually making calls that are conducive to growth? Do we know what gang calls are? Do we know how to trade deuce and ace? Do we know how to cat? Do we know how to pin and pull? Are we going to change the play at the line of scrimmage and run to the short side? Are we going to squeeze gap when people walk into the fucking turn the uncovered offensive lineman's responsible for the point are we going to rotate out to the most dangerous slotted defender do we really think that the mike linebacker means middle i mean any of you fucking novices out there who think the mike linebacker means middle you need to stop watching football how the fuck do you get the middle of 11 dudes bro we're gonna slice one in half and ain't saw seven this ain't the elway version of saw Mike means the most dangerous second-level defender, Demis. That could be the slot corner who's stacked. Look for numbers. When we have three receivers to one side and they have four defenders to that side, the most inside defender that's stacked by the safety, usually the slot guy, that's the Mike. The back duel reads the other two linebackers. If there's only one linebacker, it's dime, and that means that they've got two high safeties. If there's two linebackers, it's nickel, and they probably have one. Or, or they've walked the other safety into what's called the mesh robber. A mesh robber is on the backside, usually on the isolated X receiver. So when he run, when he thinks he's isolated and the corner backs off, the safety walks down to what's called the mesh point. The mesh point is where the route breaks, where they're going to double move you, where they're going to intersect the back and the, and, the, and the receiver, intersect the tight end across the field, and then run a hook or run a dig or whatever the fuck. But they're trying to isolate the X receiver. That's what X iso alpha means. So if we line up in 11 three by one, you know, extended to the field, X alpha ISO over here to the boundary, and they line up in an over front three technique to the strength in nickel with two linebackers, and they roll the coverage over and stack the safety on the nickel, and they're four for three over here. The nickel's the mic. The two linebackers are the dual read for the back. If one of the linebackers comes in the back releases and they don't take the defensive end on that side and pitch peel with the running back, 
The, the linebacker still comes. That's called a green dog blitzer. You throw off the green dog, especially if they don't pitch peel with the running back. All of this needs to be taught to the quarterback because the perception here is that the offensive line is responsible for the protection. But in reality, the quarterback is responsible for his own protection. If you don't like your teeth, don't learn fronts and protection. You'll get hitting them a lot. Not saying Shador doesn't know. I don't know because it's so bad. The protection is so bad that I can't tell if it's the quarterback fucking it up, the scheme fucking it up, or the players fucking it up at this point. It's just so bad, and it's been consistently so bad since day one. Well, let me take that back. The first two weeks of the season against TCU and Nebraska, they, they, the coaches on other staffs around the country, they couldn't figure out what we were doing. TCU, they blatantly said we had no tape. We were just trying to make adjustments at halftime. They chopped us up. Nebraska, same thing. They didn't have a lot of tape and it's an excuse and you got your ass beat, take it. But same thing. CSU had a week off before they played Colorado. All they did was sit around and scout us and they scouted the shit out of us on defense and they scouted the shit out of us on offense and we beat them because we're better. But when we walked into the Pac-12 and the blueprints there and then Dan Ladding elaborates on the blueprint and builds a fucking house on it, like how to, how to beat the shit out of Colorado, well, we didn't adjust until halftime of the SC game and then we tried to ride that momentum of like we did really good into the next one. And we struggled against Arizona State, but got a win. That team got beat 55 to 3 by Utah, by the way. We beat them 24-21. So, and then it's been a, a steady decline after we we thought we beat Stanford at halftime and everybody walked in talking about where are we going down the bars rather than how are we going to put these boys to sleep. So the inability to change the plan is my problem. I look, I work with Savion Washington. That's a smart kid. If to think that he can't handle a new offensive system or scheme damn near every week is crazy. And I'm not saying that we have to change everything every week, but we can throw some fucking curveballs. We can line up in 12 or 13 personnel, multiple tight ends, so they don't know what to do. We can put Shador under center. We can operate like professionals if we want to act like we are professionals. And right now, judging by next year, especially with everybody leaving this year, I think that Shador and Travis Hunter are both top 10 picks. If not, Travis Hunter going number one or Shador. So if that's the case, if that's the case, and that's what we're looking at here, okay, then we need to build a system She, you know, we need to build a system that is conducive towards maximizing the personnel we have on the field. And I understand that it's hard to run pro formation if you don't have the guys, but we do. We've got huge body def offensive linemen. We do. Not having Brown on the field hurts, but uh, uh, no offense to a guard, he's not going to help that much. Again, it's scheme. We I know we we lack tight ends, but we still got them. Let's see if Fourier can play. Let you know, keep throwing eighty-seven out there. See what he can do. Force him to block. Don't ask him. Say block this motherfucker, or we'll find somebody who can. And we will take one of the linebackers that doesn't play. Put his ass in a forty number. Throw him at fullback and tell him to fucking ISO this dude until he dies. If he dies, he dies. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just offend you by saying the death word too? God forbid I say something that offends you. Make sure you get your cuddle dog and your pillow and sit on your sofa all day. Put your fucking thumb in your mouth and bitch, bitch. I don't know how to do this soft. 
I don't know how to do this with your feelings intact. I don't know how to do this when we're expected to win and kick ass, but we've got to take everybody's goddamn emotions into account. I don't know how many times I can stand on the top of the mountain and say, yo, there's other people that can help that aren't just Cameron and Wu-Tang and Kevin Garnett. I understand that they're all big timers and it was awesome meeting them and I'm glad they were there, but they're not there anymore when we're struggling. Only the real support's there when we're struggling, i.e. me and the other bus around, the Bloom and everybody else that's still there. At homecoming last week, it wasn't full of celebrities. It was full of alum. They give a shit. And guys who sit around and wonder why we don't sing the fight song after beating Colorado State. I know we're worried about Travis, but there's 119 other kids in there. If you don't respect the tradition of the university just because it's been bad for 20 years, well, what about the 20 years before that where we built the foundation? That extra addition that everybody loves, that wasn't there in 02. We got that in 01 after we won the Big 12. Then we built that for y'all. You're welcome. The video board they're putting in. Thank God. I know Folsom is perfect, but it ain't. That video board's needed. I don't care if it cuts off the view of the fucking flat irons. Shut up, Dan Hawkins. The, the video board is needed. I'm glad they're doing it. This is the last home game for the Pac-12. And the last home game for Senior Day. And Senior Day's special. Senior Day's fucking special. My Senior Day came against Kansas State in 04. Uh, it was a great game. We were tied 31-31 with like a minute and a half left. And my man Joel Klatt hit Ron Monte, big play Ron Monte, by the way, uh, down the left sideline for a massive touchdown that won the game. We won 38-31 and then had a week off for Thanksgiving. And then we went to Lincoln uh, and beat Nebraska. It gives me goosebumps still thinking about it and ended their 57-year bull streak where they went to a bull every year. Yeah, I was standing on the 50 waving the flag listening to them say good game while they went home for Christmas and we went to play for the Big 12 title. So November is nut cutting time in college football. Last week, Colorado played hard as shit and they should have won that game. But you know what? They lost. And now the beauty of this game is now you got another opportunity, bro. What are you going to do with it? The beauty of failure, the beauty of failure is the ability to get the fuck up and go do it again. Period. No one gives a shit. You might have two or three people in your life that actually care about you. Other than that, everybody else is just blowing smoke up your ass. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. It's all about what they can get out of the situation. And that's fine. That's what business and capitalism is. But I am saying that if you got to be real fucking careful on how you show people that you're vulnerable. Because a lot of people look at it as weakness. And a lot of people look at it like, you know, like it's a problem. And you know what? A lot of the time it is weakness. And a lot of time it is a problem. And especially in this game, the only reason I attack it is because we're going to attack it. Like the Caleb Williams thing that I said where, you know, like, motherfucker, like, you're crying and shit after the game in public. And you're just standing there acting like it's not important. You want to go cuddle? That's blood in the water. I could give a shit if the guy wants to go cuddle. I don't give a fuck. It's blood in the water. Everybody's going to use that now the same way they use the fingernail painting. 
It's more of a like, hey, wake up and stop acting like this isn't going to fucking rally people to go beat the shit out of you. The same thing with the Michigan thing. I posted something on TikTok today calling out the NCAA, how they have no balls and, and they're worthless. And they are. NCAA, come see me. The non-caring assholes of America. NCAA. Period. They're ballless, toothless. I wouldn't listen to anything they said. I would laugh at them and throw the fucking the subpoena or whatever in the trash. Come arrest me. All it's going to do is rally Michigan. No one gives a shit what Stephen A. Smith thinks. No one cares. I'm like I said yesterday. I'm sympathetic to it. I'm sympathetic to Coach Walter's pl plight. I'm sympathetic to Michigan State. I guess I'm sympathetic. I'm sympathetic. I don't care, but I'm sympathetic. And I love Michigan coming out and saying, well, if we go down, we're Nino Brown and this son of a bitch, and I'm taking everybody with me. Because everyone cheats. The deflate gate thing with Tom Brady. Chad Pennington used to take the ball, air out of the ball every single game before the game. The balls are too hard. Soften these nuts up. Balls, excuse me. <laughs> so look, man, don't get it twisted on how much I love this place. I do. I love it. I think it's incredible. I want it to be what it can be. And I know that Coach Prime does too, and so does the staff. You know, Coach Brewster's been awesome. A, a guy who can communicate and not be scared of the message on the other side of the phone. Some guys can't pick up the phone. Somehow I've intimidated them to the point where they can't speak to me. That sounds like some, uh, let me say this. Jay-Z said, jealousy is a female trait. Don't get mad at me because I push weight. And I ain't pushing weight, but at the same time, I'm a motherfucking cold hustler, son. Everything I do is on the six zero tip. Ain't nobody giving me shit. I got to hustle everything I got. So I'm super honest, and I will, I will attack insecurity, and I expect you to do the same goddamn thing. The problem is no one ever fucking confronts it. No one ever fucking pushes back, and it just makes me go even harder because your coward bullshit allows my... Aggressive nature, because you're not matching it. Do you know where I learned how to do all this? Does everybody want to hear this before the show's over this morning? You want to know how I learned how to be super aggressive and control the monster and hyper-focus the message? You want to know how I, can, how I learned how to stand shoulder to shoulder and fucking fight for my brothers and tell everybody else to fuck off? You either are with us or you're against us. You're either all in or you're all motherfucking out. You want to know where I learned how to think like this and operate from 5 a.m. till fucking 8 o'clock at night every single fucking day, including Sunday? Ask. You want to know how I learned to handle the fact that I got moved to offense the day, like the last guy cut? I didn't need to call my agent. I just said yes. You want to know how I learned to deal with the adversity of burying two brothers while I'm playing football? A week before fucking training camp, my third year, my baby brother dies and I just got to go to work. That's what it is. Either use it or it will abuse you. You want to know how I learned how to do all this shit? The University of Colorado. Chris Wilson, Gary Barnett, Eric Bieniemy, John Embry, Vance Joseph, Pat Fitzgerald, who was there as a GA when I was there. Mike Hankowitz, Coach Tom McMahon, God rest his soul, great man. 
I mean, the, the, the Rolodex of names, the great Brian Cabral, who's still there. Shit, even Coach O'Crew. Love you too. Those men built men. We didn't harbor the feelings of little boys. So I love what Coach Prime's doing. They're trying to build men. But in a generation of little kids who look like men, it's hard because it turns into a complaint session in the transfer portal. And he's pushing me too hard. Nah, man, you said you wanted to be great. You said you wanted to play in the league. You said you wanted to be a college superstar. That's what you said. Those were your goals. They and I know how to make that happen. But it doesn't work if you think you know more than us and try and change the way things are done because you don't like it or your fucking mommy and daddy don't like it. <laughs> I don't walk into your fucking pastry store and tell you how to make a motherfucking cake. I just eat it. Cake, son. So I understand I'm confrontational. I'm sorry you're not. I understand that I'm passionate. Sorry you're not. I understand that I'm alive and bleed black and gold. I'm sorry you don't. You know what? I'm not, you want to know what I'm not sorry for? Being me. Thank God. Thank God that I'm not a fucking banker down here trying to act like I give a shit while I complain on Twitter about this, that, and the other. While I fucking you know try and contradict professionals that actually do this for a living and know what they're talking about because you're a fanboy and you think you know fanboys don't know dick i know i say this all the time but hey fan buy your ticket drink your beer shut the fuck up and enjoy your entertainment because to us we don't just leave and get angry that we lost like i said the other day with brett cool j the outstanding sophomore offensive lineman from img who's at alabama this weekend he carries around his losses the way i carry around mine like a fucking anchor around my neck. I Every day I look down and it's there. And I got to deal with it. And it either is going to motivate you or it's going to sink your ass. And I'm still swimming. So, <clears throat> go Buffs. Last Pac-12 game ever at Folsom. Thank you, God. Find a way to win this football game. Beat a ranked team at home. Get to 5-5. Five and five, Go to Pullman. Whip that ass. Get to 6-5. and five, And then we'll see where the chips fall when we go to Salt Lake. Eric Weddle, we're coming for your ass, by the way, at the end of the year. <laughs> we'll rub beards together. <laughs> so, I'm your host, Matt McChesney. That is zero to 60. Remember to go check out Bet Online. They do a great job supporting the show. Use the promo code BLEAV, that's Believe, and they'll get you hooked up with 50% uh, match on your first deposit. So, make sure that you bet safe uh, and do a good job. And look, you're only a degenerate if you lose. Um, sixzeroequipment.com. Go check that out. Get yourself a body bag. Use the promo code Washington78. Uh, I cannot wait to watch see you this weekend. My son Nicholas will be back up there as a recruit. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The conversation I had with Coach Brewster the other day was crazy and like gave me goosebumps. And I can't wait for the future. But at the same time, it's a day-by-day process to get there. So when they do this, we're ready to answer. So I'm your host, Matt McChesney. Thank you, everyone, for everything you do. And remember to go on YouTube, subscribe, pound that motherfucking like button, follow everybody on 60 Academy all over the social media world. My son is Nick M6013 on Twitter. Give him a follow and make sure you follow my co-host Bree Maces at Bree Maces303. Go Buffs, beat Arizona, and uh, let's make sure that the last Pac-12 game in Folsom is a ruckus party and a send out to a conference that I hate. 
and we can go back to the to the good guys, start driving east instead of driving west, all right? So everybody in California, learn to swim and uh, have yourself a great fucking day.